Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wheat and Kelly McVeigh. Hope you're doing well today. Happy Juneteenth. This is now a national holiday. Hope you had a great weekend. And today we're so excited to have Brandon Griffith. So he is a master Lego builder by profession. He builds Legos for a living and it's incredible. And if you've never met somebody who actually does this in real life for a job, uh, this is a real treat. So can't wait for you guys to hear it. Let's get started. Okay, so I call him the Big B, Brandon Griffith. (laughs) So Brandon would be uh, in the category of super famous to a very specific number of people. So Brandon is a Lego builder. Like he gets paid to build Legos. Listen, yeah. I know. <laughs> amazing. I feel like this is uh, probably 90% of kids dreams between the ages of eight. And yeah. <laughs> it's what we get told a lot. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely like it was, uh, well, we can talk about it on the thing, but yeah, like it was a hobby that turned into a career. Were you like, at that age where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm still not at that age. No? <laughs> no, seriously. Were you like, this is what, like, as a dancer, I was like, I want to be a dancer. Were you like, I want to build Legos for a living? Uh, that thought was always in the back of my mind. And then it just kind of organically happened where I just started uh, taking commissions. And then the commissions just turned into full-time work. So I was a sound designer in TV and film before, before this. And then it just, those gigs were not drying up, but they were just getting, getting slower and slower. And the Lego stuff after the Lego movie came out in 2014, it was just one thing after another, just never stopped. Okay, Kelly, why don't you, uh, cause I, I know a lot of about Brandon. So ask the, the, the questions that the listeners might want to know because yeah, because you know all the things. I mean, I guess how does one know like that that's what you're going to do? Like, how does that bridge over? Like, I, I'm assuming that huge Lego builder as a child. Yeah, correct. And have to be super creative. Um, and I, I think think big, but like, how does that transition happen? Did you no, that's what you were going to do. When did this happen? Maybe I should say. So uh, essentially, yeah. So, I mean, I've been playing with Lego since I was two years old. And, you know, I, I got like a Lego set every birthday. I got a Lego set every Christmas. And, you know, I was constantly, that's the only toy I kind of ever wanted growing up that in video games. And then in, in 1999, uh, Star Wars or Lego acquired the star Wars license. And I was a huge star Wars fan as well. And then that kind of like, I, I got out of it in high school, but that kind of drug me back to like buying sets as an adult. And then I just started, I was buying all these star Wars sets and then I just started building my own stuff. So it was essentially a hobby and, uh, you know, building my own sculptures and mosaics and different type of artwork. And, and then I found a community of adults like myself and we were all, we're all doing it as hobbies. So we would go to the conventions and we'd have conventions and show our stuff off and drink and have fun and do all these things. And then, um, before I knew it, like 
I just always had this is like it was like the one hobby that I just never lost a passion for. I had many passions in life uh and different hobbies, but this one was this just kind of just never went away. And then uh I was really close friends with the store manager of the Glendale Lego store. And uh Cause I would obviously go in there all the time and buy Lego. And, <laughs> uh, so at one, one day, uh, the set dresser, set designer from the Lego movie, the 2014 Lego movie came in and asked, uh, the store manager, if they knew anyone what could help out, they had my name. Uh, and so they, I got recommended for the film and I basically, my job was on the film was to help, like decorate the live action portion of the film that's towards the end of the movie. And from there met a bunch of producers. And then also I mean, I knew about several people in the community and uh, started getting commission work and putting myself out there a little bit more. And then eventually I teamed up with another Lego builder who does it professionally. And we, this was in 2015 and then, uh, and then, yes, yeah, essentially from late 2015 on, I've been doing this uh, full time. We just take commissions and uh, we I build like sculptures for trade shows, for different companies, for private collectors. Uh, also do artwork for museums and they go into galleries. And uh, and this artwork consists of anything between a a kind of portrait or mosaic or something you'd hang on the wall all the way to a sculpture that's can be either a few inches tall or in some cases nine ten feet tall and uh wow <laughs> all 100 built out of lego okay so brandon yeah. i uh <laughs> like once in a while happen upon a lego set okay and then i take the booklet and then i'm like this piece goes here right and then that piece goes there. And without that book, there's no freaking way. Okay. <laughs> so this is what I want to know. Uh-huh. When do you go from being able to, like the movie said, be a Lego master builder where you're, where you're the creator versus just following the instruction? Like how? Hey, B. <laughs> She'll just say mama a million times. How does one like get off book? You know what I'm saying? Cause I've never been able to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a really good answer for that other than, uh, uh, to me building all the sets throughout, I guess for almost 40 years now, uh, like it just, every time I build a set, I, I ingest a new technique. Right. So I, I see that the set designer did this to make this shape. And then I just somehow somewhere store that in the back of my brain. And then when I want to build something, say a, you know, uh, a couch or a dinosaur or an animal or something, and I need to create a certain shape out of Lego, uh, I kind of reach back in and, and take that knowledge and, and, and then apply. And a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is, um, there's, there's a lot of math involved, but there's also just a lot of just, uh, problem solving. Like how, like, like math, like 
like actual equations? Uh, kind of like ratios and different things like that. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, if something is, you know, if you're, if you're <clears throat> excuse me, if you're taking something that's say like a coffee mug and you want to make a three foot tall version of a coffee mug, you just got to blow that up proportionally and figure out like you know proportions and stuff like that. And do you use uh, software at all? Uh, I do. I use a uh, several different programs. Essentially, are like Lego CAD programs, and then they have just like essentially all it is is a program that has every single Lego brick in it. And I just sit there with a mouse and click and d- 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 just click and drag. Oh, so somebody made this at some point. Somebody made the software. Yeah. So the community. Uh, there's like, yeah, programmers in the community that made this software. And all it is is like trying, it's, all, it's like Minecraft in a way, but it's instead of cubes, it's <laughs> like, Lego bricks, like actual Lego elements. They represent actual Lego elements and they have all the physics on how they connect together and all that. So I can sit there and, um, you know, if I'm building, say, like a pig, I would sit there and look at an image of a pig and then, like, okay, I want the pig to be. 14 inches long. And so, you know, I start like uh, building a shape of a body and then build a little head and then start adding legs to it. And it's just brick by brick. And eventually, you know, I'm deleting, adding, deleting, copying, pasting, all that. And eventually I get to a design I like. And then from there is where I kind of make my, my instructions, which don't look like Lego instructions that come in a box. They just more look like, um, just like shapes of what I'm supposed okay. to build. And then from there, I actually build the physical, oh. physical sculpture. Okay. And here's, <laughs> here's like, maybe you're not allowed to tell us this, okay. but like, if you're making like a huge sculpture, yeah. do you make the entire mass of it with Legos or do you do the facade of it and like have a secret uh, saying? Secret. What do we, the se- yeah. Yeah. So like one, one thing like I've, built is like uh built like different mascots for instance i built uh the broncos mascot which is a man in a horse costume so that is essentially and it's seven feet tall so that essentially is hollow inside and, okay. and it's essentially a shell but there is some like for that particular one because it's so vertical there is steel and stuff inside to like make sure that the legs don't break and you know, there's a lot of safety issues, especially when these things are being displayed in public that we, you know, I just can't have a sculpture fall on somebody or break or something like that. So if I feel like there's weakness, I will put like aluminum or steel inside. And then uh, whenever we install these things, they're usually bolted to the ground. And, and also I do glue every brick when I build a sculpture. So it is. That was the other question. Essentially one solid. Yeah. Brick. It's essentially one solid sculpture when it's done. Yeah. So if you're a kid and you're listening to this, not only do you get to build Legos, you get to sniff glue every day. Oh, trust me, this is Uh, not the glue you want to sniff. No, no, no. You stay away from this glue. No. Um, So, okay. So I'm really good friends with Brandon's wife. She's a student of mine and she talks about you all the time. She talks about your Lego... uh, your Lego like wins and your Lego loses your Lego disasters. Mm -hmm. So 
let's talk about a couple of your projects. Uh, for a while there, and I'm a masseuse, and I was working on Brandon's um, forearms because they were so overused from Lego building. He was so tight that he had to wear braces on his forearms while he worked. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he was so like he was having like, uh, you know, repetitive strain disorder from from his job, like many of us do. So uh, you were building the set of the Friends Cafe. Right. Central Park from Friends. Yeah, for their whatever anniversary. Uh, Can you tell us about that build? Sure. So uh, early 2019, uh, my partner and I, Nathan, we were contracted to do, uh, for the 25th anniversary of friends, Warner brothers contracted us to build a life-size one-to-one scale version of central perk completely out of Lego. So the entire cafe, uh, so, <laughs> which you know, was, is still to this day, the biggest thing I've ever done. Uh, But so we're talking about the couch. We're talking about the bar, the whole bar, the coffee machine behind the bar, all the bags of coffee, all the coffee, there's all these cans, there's several couches, there's several chairs, tables, guitars, art that hangs on the wall, sculptures, even the, there's these uh, green poles that are like lampposts that are in the middle of it. There's all this detail and stuff that's in this uh, cafe. You really don't notice until you start like studying it to build it. <laughs> that uh, is, it, it's crazy. It's just a lot of stuff there to do. So we were contract contracted and uh, we got hired early 2019. Our deadline was, uh, I think it was, it was going on display in Vegas in front of New York, New York in early October. So we had uh, roughly six to eight months to get the whole thing done or six months, I guess is as telling it took us to do it. And um, we, and, and it's you and one other person physically doing the labor, right? right. So it was just two of us. This, yeah. And, uh, Oh God, I can't even remember how, how it was over probably over 10 million Lego bricks we used to build this whole thing wow and it's not like you can bring on a lego intern can you i mean it's uh, no. like how do you you could do everything yourself so I mean, how we long have... does that take like how long does that project i mean yeah so that project like like i said we started i want i want to say we started in february and it was uh essentially 12 hour days 10 to 12 hour days five to six days a week for six months straight. Hence why I was, I developed what I think is tennis elbow (laughs) and had to wear a brace around my forearm, uh, towards the end. And then, uh, yeah. And and by the end of it, I, I, I could barely even like make a fist on my, on my right arm. Um, and yeah, I had to go to Carrie to get some work done and she fixed me right up. <laughs> Carrie would fix you right up. Okay, so I feel like is that your biggest proudest project? Like we all have like a project, right? I'm assuming that there I would think that there aren't a huge amount of people that do what you do, right? Like it's a specialized there's probably only of a few of you and you all know each other. 
Yeah, there's um, there's like a handful in the United States, and then there's um, different people just scattered around the world uh, doing this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's at the scale that we're doing it at, there is a very few people. There are like people who do smaller commissions. There's a lot of those. And a lot of those people you see on the show, like Lego masters and different things like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, far as like the ability to build, crank out a life size central perk in six months, there's not that many of us out there that can do this. <laughs> and we just, that, uh, you know, besides Lego, the, 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 you know, we are independent from Lego. So, uh, we do use official Lego bricks, but, uh, you know, this was not a job that came through Lego. This was just like, you know, this was through Warner brothers and, and yeah, like Lego does have a team that builds stuff for their conventions, but we don't work with them. So you, you mentioned Lego masters. So you were working on that show. Yeah. So we also, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, I can tell you a little bit. So basically what we do is um, we, we've, We've worked on the first three seasons, which the uh, third season's on its way out. Um, but uh, we essentially build all the starting props you see in the show. So, for instance, um, you know, the very first episode of the very first season, there's this huge uh, green layout with a monorail track and a monorail train running around it. So we built that. You know, we built that. Then the contestants take that and build like their little theme park. Uh, I built a in season two. I built a life size uh, puppet theater, which was, I believe, twenty feet wide and like fifteen feet tall. It was massive. I got a there's a picture of me st- uh, sitting in the middle of it on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, and so we build things like that. And so for that challenge, the challenge was the contestants have to build a Lego puppet. And we essentially built the theater beforehand that they would use their Lego puppet in. So it's different things like that for the show. This is like mind blowing to me. Like I, (laughs) I can't even build like a little house with Legos. Like I'm terrible. I am terrible. I have no vision. Um, So I'm completely amazed that like you get to do this on the daily and get paid for it. Uh, yeah, no, trust me. I'm very thankful. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I know this is a rare unicorn job, but, uh, uh, it's still, it, as much as it seems like I'm playing all day, I'm not, it is constant work. It's constant, uh, brain activity It's you know, it takes a toll on my body as uh, I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, but like, uh, it is still a lot of hard work, but yeah, it, I will not undersell. It is definitely fun. It is a fun job. So Carrie's the spreadsheet queen. So like, I know that you have the, the, what do I want to say? The program or whatever that figures out like how many. So then is it like, okay, you need 2000 black Legos and 500 yellow. Like- uh, it kind of tells me that, uh, but it, it more or less what it, what the program does is it lets me kind of build virtually and figure out all the, like, work out all the mistakes and errors beforehand. And then I kind of like essentially just look at what I built in the computer. And it's almost like I'm copying that. Like it's almost like somebody looking like a painter, looking at a portrait and painting the portrait, right? They don't, the portrait doesn't tell them what color 
to use. They just have to like, yeah. oh, that's green and then that's blue, right? So that's essentially it how it how it kind of works. And that skill is that has taken years to develop too, because that's just something you, you can't really teach anyone or can't be taught. It's just something you just gotta kind of your brain just has to eventually just figure it out. Like, okay, this, you know, you're looking at this and you know, it's this color, it's this shape, it's this size, you know, you just, and you, and now like, a, you know, I've been doing it for so long where it's just almost like a feel like you can kind of feel like, Oh, this doesn't, this isn't right. This doesn't look right. This, uh, this looks correct. You know, like this is more of a, I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, forward thinking about it, but there's definitely a feeling aspect to it as well. So do you feel like, uh, well, not feel like, do you have a relationship with Lego at all in the sense like you apparently order bulk, I'm assuming? Like, yeah. How do you? Yeah, we have, a, we have a relationship with Lego that essentially allows us to order. That's essentially it. It allows us to order bulk Lego. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, but they don't like, as um, far as the work goes, like, you know, we're kind of on our own we're just they you know work comes our way like i said like a lot of uh well pre-covid a lot what i was doing was doing like trade shows so a company would hire me to like say go to vegas and in their booth in the trade show build you know a life-size whatever that pertains to their company you know and uh, over like three days so you know there again i would design in the computer show the client what they're getting and then yeah they're like okay great and then i have to like figure out okay can i build this in three days which is a whole nother <laughs> conversation but uh, our angle to go down but uh daphne will come to class and she's like i'll be like how was your week she's like lego meltdown emergency week <laughs> i was like and this is when the whole class perks up they're like do tell and she'll be like the client dropped the Star Wars Death Star. <laughs> it broke, you know, it's all glued. So it broke into four pieces plus like all these other extra little pieces. Then Daphne has to go to the warehouse and pick up the like special Luke Skywalker that's not on sale anywhere. <laughs> and then she has to get in her car and drive to San Diego to bring it to you. <laughs> and then... And then all is at peace again because the emergency has been taken I'm care of. Now, this this I'm seems to happen a lot. Like, I feel like I'm getting one of these stories, like, every couple months. Yeah. Uh, um, and this is your version of, like, emergency at work, like, putting out a fire. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of Daphne and I's most famous one is our one-year wedding anniversary. Uh, I had built this tower for this... Essentially, I built the Salesforce Tower in San Francisco, uh, and it was for the company Salesforce. And they were going to put it on display at a convention they were having. Well, our anniversary, our one-year anniversary fell on a Sunday, which happened to be the day they were setting up for this convention. And so Saturday night, they open up the crate that has my building in it, which is 10 feet tall. It's a 10-foot tall version of the Salesforce tower built out of Lego and it's like broken in half. And this is a Saturday night before the Sunday, which is our wedding. When you're like the shipping, they just, they just, the, whoever shipped it. it just like treated it like garbage and 
And even we put them in crates. We have a crating company that does a really nice job crating them. But even then, like if it's mishandled, if it's dropped or it's pushed over, you know, it's stuff is bound to happen. So uh, essentially for our anniversary uh, on Sunday, we got in a car and drove to San Francisco to, so I could fix this thing. (laughs) So it was a five hour drive, you know, whatever how long it takes to get from LA to San Francisco. And it took me like maybe half an hour to fix it like put it back together and then we're like well oh I, that's it i guess we're in san francisco for our anniversary <laughs> and then you know we went to a nice dinner and all that but uh it worked it worked out great it worked out fine but yeah that's kind of the type of emergencies that that come up every now and then i feel like this is we've had a couple people brandon lately that i feel like my kids are finally like oh my gosh, it's cool that you have a podcast. Like (laughs) I want to hear it. And this will definitely, this will definitely be one of them. So do you ever get, you're passionate about it, right? But like, does it ever, I feel like building Legos would be fun. Is it fun or is it a job? Or is it a fun job? (laughs) It's, it's, it is a fun job. There are aspects that are not fun. Like for instance, if I have to make, a hundred of the same thing, then yeah. you kind of feel like, oh, I'm working in a factory, you know, like it's just like, I thought there's anything wrong with factory work, but it's just like, oh, I'm making the same thing over and over and over. It's just your mind, your brain is not being creative. It's not thinking a lot. You know, you're just kind of sitting there being a essentially a human 3D printer with Lego bricks. Yeah. And uh, that part of it gets annoying, but like it, there's always what the, what, the fun part about it or the rewarding part about it is there's always a new challenge that presents itself. And, um, every build has something new, something different, something unique, something to figure out uh, an issue to solve. And that part of it to me is what kind of keeps the job fresh and, and, and going, you know, okay. So what other, like, is there another big project that you're like, is on that. I mean, listen, the friends thing is ridiculous. Like I have no words, but is there anything else that like was a moment or a special thing, or you couldn't believe that you got the opportunity to do it? Uh, yeah. So there's been, there's been several one, one that was one of my, uh, builds I'm really proud of is, and it was actually the first like human form I ever built, which was, very daunting, but I got to build when the, um, when she was hired to, to, uh, uh, become the next doctor in the doctor who television series, uh, the BBC hired us to build a sculpture of her in her costume. Well, there's at this point, it was all like NDA, like they hadn't announced it. It was like, this is super top secret. And like, we only have this one picture of her. (laughs) And so like, I was like, and she's this tall. So you got to figure out the rest. Uh, and uh, there's, I think there's, there's pictures of it on Instagram. So this was back in 2016 or 2017, I believe is when this happened. And uh, yeah, it was a challenge. It was a lot of fun, but you know, it turned out pretty well, I think. And it got a lot of press and like went viral for a hot minute, you know, when she was uh, taking over the reins and Dr. Who and, yeah, I'm very proud of that one. I'm, it's apparently the sculpture is still in the BBC offices in New York. It's last, so I've been told. So, 
Okay, so that's a good question. After you make this monstrous thing, is it theirs to deal with? I mean, do most people keep it intact and keep yeah. it? Usually, yeah. I mean, most of the, most of the time, because you know we're they're paying for the sculpture, so they're paying for our time, the brick, and us building. And so, uh, yeah, like the friends thing, Warner Brother owns that entire set. They have it. Uh, they I think think they were touring it around for like a hot minute, but I'm not really sure if they still are. Uh, but yeah, the Doctor Who sculpture is theirs. You know, the BBC owns that, and um, you know, a lot, pretty much every commission. Like, there's it, rare occasions like we'll get a piece back, but or it's like we build it and loan it out. But usually, it's like we build it; it's yours. Merry Christmas! <laughs> like. <laughs> And the clients want to keep it, you know, they want to display it in, you know, if it's a business, they want to put it in their lobby. They want to put it in their offices, you know, show it off. How many uh, commissions have you done? Do you, do you oh, know? I have no idea. Uh, I would say at least one a month for the past, at minimum one a month for the past six years. So <laughs> too much, too much so like at least 70, I would say, I would say closer to a hundred, probably a hundred commissions. Some, I could, I should go back and uh, add them all up. That's the one, like there's a, a one frustrating aspect of this. Some of them are like under NDAs and some of them are like private commissions. So I can't like, if I built something really cool and they don't want it on Instagram. I'm like, well, I can't, yeah. blast it out you know because it's yours it's your thing you know it's like kind of that part of it a little frustrating there's been some really cool ones um uh that i wish like i had i wish i could post pictures of because they are there anyway i'll leave it at that <laughs> well, i think too like this whole thing like makes it i think that even in today's world, like I am not saying in a bad way, but like, it's the, you go to high school, you go to college, you go to whatever. And I feel like if someone said like, Oh, my goal is to become a Lego, whatever. Most people would be like, you're bananas. But I feel like I love the concept and idea that like, you get to do this for a living. Like now that you're in it, it probably feels very much like a job and whatever, but it's incredible that you have figured this out and are having the success that you do. Like it really is. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, it was not an easy task to get here. It's not an easy road. I mean, it is, and it's still not an easy road. It's still, like I say, a lot of work. Um, I, I did have a whole other career before this started and uh, you know, that career was a lot of work and I put a lot of effort into that. And so walking away from that career to do this was also not an easy task. Cause I was, you know, debating like, well, you know, I've put, I, I did go to school to do, you know, work in the film industry and I worked in the film, I was gaining traction in the film industry and I was having pretty decent success and I was on my way to doing bigger and better things when this kind of took over. So, you know, there was that point where I was at a crossroads uh, where I was like, okay, am I going to do this full time or, you know, I'm going to do the Lego full time or I'm going to do the sound design full time. Uh, and you know, I, I chose this, chose the Lego and you, cause it, it just, it obviously, if I can do this for a living, I want to do this for a living, you know I mean? It's, uh, kind of the thing I have a lot, I'm, you know, a lot of us, you know, in the, 
a lot of my friends and colleagues in the, in the Lego hobby have gone on as well to do, you know, a lot of them moved to Denmark and work for Lego and design Lego sets. And, uh, That's crazy. you know, so it, it's a lot of us, you know, we're give, you know, we were at the right place at the right time and we got these kind of opportunities. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, this is, I enjoy doing this. So I, I got to go for it. You know, you only live once, right? <laughs> Well, and also, I would say just from like a regular person perspective that that Lego had a resurgence in the last oh, most definitely. 10 years with these movies, right? If it yeah. hadn't been for the movies, would would there be such a like, I don't know, newfounded interest in the in the mainstream? No, I 100 uh, percent agree. I think the movies jumps really jump started it uh, or jump started the resurgence. Uh Star Wars Lego has just exploded. Uh, I mean, there's all these other properties that Lego has. And Lego also started just widening like their licensing pool. So they just started licensing like Scooby-Doo and uh, all the Disney products and all the, you know, Marvel, DC and all this stuff. And like, they've got, they've got Stranger Things too. Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. So there's like a ton of those. And that, has also added to the popularity, but yeah, definitely the movies was like the thing that kind of kickstarted it off. You know, kickstarted it off for me as well. So, because this is so fun and positive, I hate to take it to a, a negative space, but because you're in the event space and world, I think, did mm-hmm. you take a hit during pandemic? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, pre COVID, like I was probably going to a trade show like once every other month. And, yeah. you know, trade shows are really good money because yeah. they're usually big corporations and they have, you know, money to burn. And, uh, yeah. So like when COVID hit, it was like things really slowed down. We, we had some commissions already lined up and we had uh, little things here and there. And so it, we were able to get through it. Um, and we had to consolidate some stuff, but yeah, like thankfully the, trade show world is is going again uh i've already done two conventions so far post-covid um so uh we you know constantly getting inquiries about doing more so thankfully it looks like the convention world is picking back up because that's definitely that's uh, those are really nice nice jobs yeah okay so what is the future for do you just take it as it comes? Do you feel like you have to market yourself at all anymore? Like what, if you could do anything, do you have like a big build you should like throw out into the universe that like you wish you could <laughs> build? Oh yeah. Like I have, I have a ton of things I want to do. Um, and you know, I have a, I have a whole list of stuff I want to build just for myself, but I just yeah. never have the time to do it because I'm constantly building for other people essentially you know other jobs and stuff and you get to a point where you're like if you're building lego all day the last thing you want to do is build lego (laughs) on your own time Uh, uh, you know that is one i would say downside to doing this is if uh you don't really get to decide what gets built or what you're building necessarily if a client comes to you and says they want um whatever a a a four foot 
tall toaster built out of Lego, you know, you then you're building a toaster. I mean, that's not yeah. super exciting and not very artistic, but uh, you know, it's, you know, that's the job, right? So, but, I mean, this is like any artistic job as you go professional. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Until you get to the very top where and in your industry, that's not even true, because if you're a filmmaker, you get to make exactly what you want. But you still have to answer to your to your studio. You still have to answer to a potential audience. Right. You know, so I think this is like kind of the kind of um, what we all learn as artists who do it for a living. Like, I don't do any aerial for fun either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't got the time. My body doesn't have the resources to like, unfortunately, work on my own stuff that I think is really cool. Like, I just, I... I work for where the money is coming from. Yeah. So Brandon, if you could do one thing though, what would it be? Like if you could just like calendar clear (laughs) and it was like, if you could do one, what would the one thing be? Is that too much? The one thing I haven't, the one thing I haven't done yet that I really want to do is build a life-size car. Okay. One-to-one size car. Um, We've gotten inquiries about them and priced them out, but, Usually the cost of Lego is more than the cost of the car to build a life-size car. Okay, so that's my other question. How much do these things, like, how much do things cost? It's like, not cheap. And it's several thousand dollars. Okay, the Legos, the, the Legos itself, like how, uh, they, not not the labor, the parts. The individual bricks run from, like, I would say five to ten cents each. And so if you have, you know, a thousand bricks... That's a hundred bucks. But if you have, <laughs> you know, Central Perk, that's several, you know, that's a hundred, hundred grand worth of Lego almost, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. it's, it's, it's not cheap. You know, Lego is not cheap. Even though we get in bulk, it's not cheap. Like you, you can, you can actually go to the website and order in bulk yourself and it's, and get an idea of like the prices. It's not, it is definitely a very expensive medium. It's not like paint, like artists, you know, I, I envy uh, painters because paint is like, even oil paint's expensive, but it's still like, I'm like looking at them like, yeah, you could do a lot with, yeah. with that. Like you, I use, a, I buy a brick, I use the brick, I glue the brick that I can never use that brick again if, if I glue it. So it's, you know, and it goes away in a sculpture and it's, and it's, and client has it. And so, you know, it, it that part of it is frustrating, but you know, we make it work. I'm going to be a forever follower. I'm going to find your Instagram right <laughs> after this and I'm going to be watching for a car in the next five years. Um, and then I'm going to be like, he did it. He built his car. He built yeah. a car. That's more than the actual car. I think it'll happen. I think eventually uh, somebody will maybe Tesla or somebody will want a car built out of Lego. Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, build us a Lego car for our I'm show. I'm sure they're going to hear this the- podcast and they're, oh, they're, they maybe are part of a car co- and they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, now we need to fulfill this. And we're going to reach out to them right now. Um, Brandon. Okay. So for the kids out there, if you want to be a Brandon Griffith, <laughs> how, how do you, how, how do you, how do you move forward? Is it, is it, do you start um, going to the conventions and start meeting people? I mean, the first, the really, you just got to start building. Like, that's the thing is if, if you really want to do this for a living, 
Um, first of all, it's not easy. It's not easy getting to this point. It's not easy doing this job every day. Um, I mean, it is rewarding and fun, but I would say you just got to start building more sets, building your building stuff with the sets you have. So build a set, take it apart and then build something else with the parts from the set, you know, and just keep doing that over and over and over. Just be building stuff that is in your imagination or build stuff you see. And then eventually, you know, you become a better, better Lego builder and start showing your stuff online and then start going to Lego conventions and find, you know, there's a huge network of Lego builders out there on Facebook and Instagram. And, um, you'll, you'll discover the world. It's, it's not hard to find the world. Do you ever have a, any kids reach out to you and say like, how did you do that? Or how do I become that? Or. Yeah. I mean, like I get asked, especially if I do like, uh, I, I, well, I rarely do conventions that have children in them. You know, most of it's trade shows, but occasionally I have been, you know, done a few and where the kids have been there and a lot of them just be like, they'll ask the question and I'll just like be like, yeah, I've just been, been doing all my life. And then like, okay. And then they get bored and they like look away and start playing with the Lego that I have there, <laughs> yeah. which I'm fine with. <laughs> like if it's a, if it's, if it's a thing where kids are involved, I just let them kind of play with the brick. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> we did a thing actually right before COVID. This was like February, 2020. It was for Amazon. And it was at the Grove and where we had like this live build and like all these bricks out and kids were playing and stuff like that. And we built like this mural wall thing. And um, that was literally the last thing I did before COVID, the last public thing I did, because it was like two weeks later and everything was locked down. (laughs) Oh, man, Brandon, I I can't wait to see what you build. This is so fun. I feel like it was so cool. I love learning this because I had no idea, which no shock. I mean, I obviously knew that somehow it happens, but like the fact that you do this is incredible. And so it's so fun that you shared it. And I just am excited to get to know you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a fun job. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, it, like it does take uh, a toll on my body, like, uh, uh, that's why I have to go to carry every now and then and gear to work on my arm. <laughs> oh, Brandon, Brandon has not come to see me in a long time. I know I need to. Because usually what happens is he's like close to tears for like a full hour. And then his wife always comes along and we, and we, uh, make a, a big party. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spa over here. It's like definitely not a spa. Over here, I love it. So. Yeah. But, um, all right, Brandon, thank you so much for, for jumping on with us and sharing your life. And, uh, and we, uh, will um, I want to post a bunch of your work and like your, your, Oh, time-lapse. Yeah. Time-lapse. That is one thing I'm working on is, is, is doing more time-lapse. Um, people keep telling me I need to get into this TikTok world. That's what the kids are into these days, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to start doing some more. I, I've been doing a lot. I just need to start posting them and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, you can uh, check out my Instagram, Brandon Griffith art, uh, on Instagram and Brandon Griffith.com. If you have any commission inquiries, you would like to send my way. 
Oh, by the way, Brennan, can you talk about how your studio got broke into? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so on um, Memorial Day, uh, some guys, they looked like younger kids. They broke into uh, the my Lego studio and they stole like four of my art pieces, uh, which it kind of sucks because it was like... <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it really sucks, but it was like the four, like four, my favorite personal pieces. Uh. And I just had them like on display, like one's like a portrait of Rick from Rick and Morty. That was, and it was like, it's in a book and was on display in a gallery in LA and all this stuff. And uh, a couple of like a sculpture of the bride from Kill Bill. And I also built this replica of the uh, Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy at, um, it was actually, so I built one for myself and then this is an interesting story. And then Jimmy Kimball wanted one or no, I'm sorry. Will Arnett wanted to take one to Jimmy Kimball when he was going down the Jimmy Kimball show. And so I just happened to have one available cause he was like that day he needed it. So I just like took a bunch of pictures of it so I could rebuild it myself and just essentially sold him that one. And then they, uh, Will Arnett took that, uh, and, and gave it to Jimmy Kimball. Like there's a picture of it on the Instagram where it's on the show. Uh, that was, a, that was a pretty exciting moment as well. But then, but then that got stolen too. Well, yeah, the, my prototype, but the one that, yeah, I mean, obviously the one that gave the Jimmy Kimball, Jimmy Kimball, I assume has, so, but, um, but yeah, that the copy I made got stolen. So, you see a Super Bowl, Lego Super Bowl trophy floating out there, please. On eBay. <laughs> and terrible. And yeah, terrible. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I should have asked you that earlier so we could end up on a high note, but that's okay. I mean, it's real life. It's, it's real, real life. life. And these people. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they. I mean, I can, but like, what idiots. What, what really stinks terrible is. Terrible people in the world. What really stinks is I, uh, I just finished building this one sculpture. It took me like a week and a half to build and uh, they picked it up and they were walking out with it and they dropped it and <gasps> broke it. And, oh. and then they just left it. Right. And I just, so I'm like, thanks. Like you really, you didn't just steal a sculpture. You stole, you know, a week and a half of my life that I have to now rebuild this thing. Cause it was for a client that hasn't received it yet. <laughs> oh my god like, no the lego emergencies that daphne shares with me are real like you know so now i just have to oh like build this client a new one which it's fine it's fine it's part of it i guess so yeah lego emergencies Man, all right <laughs> lego emergencies are real that's the hashtag um all right brandon thank you so much for being on we really appreciate yeah. well, thanks for having me <laughs> she's she's ready um yeah all right, Brandon, thanks so much for carving out the time to be with us. Your life is amazing and hysterical, and we love it. Um, for our listeners, go to our show notes, sign up for a newsletter, and we have discount codes for both Vibrant Body Company and Hugh and Grace. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. This is Greener Grass. Greener Grass.